<laughs> this is Thaxter Artivary. Happy holidays to you and yours. Hope that the season brings you all of the joy that life has to offer. Money is a tool. When you learn how to use it correctly, you'll be the wealth behind your imagination. It's Money Talks with Thaxter Artivary. Money Talks. This might be a hard pill to swallow, but how you think about money may be blocking from realizing your full financial potential. Money Talks. He's not just talking the talk. He's living it. Baxter Arterbury, investor, author, entrepreneur, and host of Money Talks on Listener Supported 97.5. Good afternoon, and you're tuned in to Money Talks radio show, and my name is Baxter Arterbury, and this is our Tuesday edition. First and foremost, thank you. Thank you for tuning in, and hopefully you enjoyed that early cut by Sam Cooke so eloquently sung a change is gonna come and today on Money Talks radio show Tuesday's edition I want to let you know that a change has come a change is upon us what do I mean when I talk about change I'm talking about the new farm bill yes write it down and utilize the new institution of higher learning, of higher education, of higher knowledge, or if nothing else, of better information. And you just put in the URL, the Farm Bill, our Farm Bill 2018. Or you can put in there Farm Bill Research and you'll get all of these links that'll come up. And you can just start taking a walk through this bill that has passed the Senate. It has passed the Congress. And it is now sitting on the president's desk for signature. And it's strange, but I've never followed any process that actually was at the Senate stage, at the Congress stage, and now sitting on the president's desk. I always heard about it, you know, and just kind of would give it a side eye, like whatever, doesn't have anything to do with me. But by watching this farm bill over the past seven or eight months I have really been informed self-informed self-taught on this process and the process is extremely important I mean we spend a lot of time talking about voting and we wear badges that I voted and we have conversations about the importance of voting but I'm here as your brother today and I'm letting you know voting is extremely important and we've gotten better at it. But understanding how these bills are written and how they are passed and the reason why they're written and the reason why they come to be is as important as voting, if not more so important. Because voting is a one-day activity Yes, you vote, you put your little badge on, your little sticker, I voted. Then you kind of lured back to sleep. That can't happen. We have to participate in the process. I call this economy that we live in here in America, I call it an engine. Or I'll use an engine to kind of break it down into working forms for individuals that grew up 
the way that I did as an urban youth in San Francisco, out of Hunters Point, California, you know, where financial literacy was the least of the conversation. The biggest conversation we would have is, you know, getting rich or getting out of the area from which we grew up, you know, in those urban American cities back in the 60s and 70s. So with that being said, I want to talk a little about about hemp as it pertains to the farm bill. Hemp. Think about this. One of the founders of a major car manufacturer was trying to give the world a vehicle that was safe. Yes, safe to drive. He wanted it to be strong and he wanted it to be good and clean for the environment. And this took place in the early 1900s. So when we talk about the um, the Tesla and all the other electric cars that are out now that are trying to achieve um, clean emissions or better emissions, this gentleman was actually doing this in the early 1900s. So I'm saying to you, there's nothing new under the sun. Let me continue. Henry Ford spent more than a decade researching and building his first Model T. Now remember, this in the early 1900s. This car was not only constructed from hemp, yes, constructed from hemp, but was also designed to run off hemp biofuel. On his large estate outside of Detroit, Ford was photographed in his hemp field. Yes, that's H-E-M-P. He actually had his own farm where he was actually growing hemp himself. This is in the early 1900s. The car, ladies and gentlemen, that was grown from the soil had hemp plastic panels whose impact strength was 10 times stronger than steel. Now imagine that, just use your imagination, kind of float with me for a minute. The suppression, now pay attention to this, the suppression of this technology back in the early 1900s was largely due to the fact that hemp was outlawed in the United States back in 1937 due to the potential damaging effect it would have on many of the powerful industries existing at that time. So hemp was outlawed in 1937. But your brother is here today telling you that the farm bill and the reason the farm bill is relevant is because hemp legalization is part of the farm bill. Hemp legalization is not the bill. I'm going to repeat. Hemp legalization by itself is not a bill. The bill is the farm bill. And within the farm bill, along with SNAP, which is food stamps now, is hemp legalization. Why is that important? Why is this conversation important today? Listen, the suppression of this technology was largely due to the fact that hemp was outlawed in the United States back in 1937 due to the potential damaging effect it would have on many of the powerful industries existing at that time. So it had a huge effect on industries back then. Now here it is. Once President Trump signs that bill in the law, January 1, it will have another powerful impact 
on this economy that we now live in. I highly recommend that each and everyone listening that have ears to hear that you check out this full story, how hemp became illegal. This will give you a better understanding as to where we are today and why it is that I'm having this conversation with you. What are you doing with your 1,440 minutes? With that being said, therefore, if you wanna change the direction of your financial future, you must first alter your lifestyle. The following is how most Americans spend their 1,440 minutes. 1,440, for those of you who are not aware, 1,440, equates to 24 hours in a day. And I'm gonna show you statistically how your time is being spent. You sleep 480 minutes. The average commute to work is 51 minutes. Television, you watch 300 minutes. Getting dressed, you spend 25 minutes. Domestic chores like cooking and cleaning around the house, you spend 180 minutes. The average American exercises, watch this guy, 17 minutes a day. You do laundry on average 15 minutes a day. You spend time eating and drinking, average is about 75 minutes a day. Socializing is about 60 minutes. Grooming time, grooming yourself, your body, your hair, getting your hair done, nails done, average is about 40 minutes a day. The average time spent with your pets, meaning your animals, dogs, cats, is about 45 minutes a day. The average time spent on religious activities is 35 minutes on average a day. On average, women spend 65 minutes per day shopping. That's on average throughout 365 days. They average about 65 minutes per day shopping. Prayer, the average American spends about three minutes in prayer. Reading, the average American spends two minutes per day on average reading educational books or articles or periodicals, whatever it is that they like glancing over. Reading the Bible, the average American will read the Bible about 17 minutes a day. Here's a startling one, sex. The average American spends about nine minutes per day on the average with sex and arguing that is family, family members and friends spend about 49 minutes per day arguing. Those minutes that I just read off to you adds up to more than 1,440. They add up to about 1,450 minutes. But think about it, nowhere in there did I once mention anything about financial literacy about studying where your money is and how your money works, what money is and what money is not, what capital is and what capital is not. So this is a self-check moment. If you take out a $1,000 loan and that $1,000 loan costs you 20% interest, how much will you owe in interest at the end of the year? The answer, $200. But if you got that answer wrong, you're not alone. Nearly one third of Americans can't calculate interest payments correctly. According to a new study, about a third said they that they did not know how. One of the silver linings of the financial crisis was that 
It was supposed to have taught many Americans a lesson about the dangers of debt and financial issues, issues in general. And apparently the message though, didn't get across. All told, a new study which was released today estimated that nearly two thirds of Americans couldn't pass a basic literacy test. So if you wonder why I don't talk a lot about credit and about good credit and about fixing your credit, we will get to that. But I would do the community a grave injustice if I just ran a fix your credit only for you to go back into debt again because debt is a merciless master you guys it's a merciless master and we must learn how to utilize debt in the proper way but in order to do that we must first understand how compound interest works my guest today ladies and gentlemen my friend abernell thomas which is better known as al thomas he's a acn executive he's a community wealth builder and money maker and his conversation is relevant the average wealth builder spends at least 10 hours a week on just thinking and i don't mean to insult anybody so my actual forgiveness up front first of all i've been mentored by three billionaires and they told me son first rule of wealth is quit listening to no people now and i thought about it and first person i thought was my parents she goes well, you gotta first of all forgive them i go what do you mean he said they couldn't teach about money because they ain't got none and I thought about it like, you're right. He goes, are they wealthy? I go, no, sir. He says, well, if you want to learn it, it's easy. You just got to change your habits. So write this down. The first thing is habits. You got the wrong habits. Like, I'll give you an idea. This morning, I get up every morning at 4 in the morning. Well, if you study wealthy people, we all get up early. Come out of school, we, we quit educating ourselves. And I'm always educating myself. Usually by the time the average person is getting out of the bed, I'm, I've got half my day done. I do a conference call that I do six days a week that's internationally uh, throughout the world. It could broadcast into 14 countries, and I'm done by 9.30 West Coast, Pacific Coast time. By 10 o'clock, my day is almost 90% complete. Now, let's talk about time. Mr. Thaxter Orberry said something that's very crucial for a lot of us. We, we look up and half a day ago, we don't know where our time went. You know why you don't know where your time went? Because you didn't plan on doing anything with that time. You let life just push you around. Have you noticed? You get up in the morning, but you know, you get up by the bell thing, right? You go sit down. I mean, you're just controlled by bells all day long. You know, you got to bing, got to be at work, bing, lunchtime, ding, another bell, go back to lunch, off lunch, ding, get off work. I mean, it's just controlled by, so you never really planned on being successful. That's the first thing. You never planned on it. You know, one of the things I do on the 20th of the year, uh, December, in a couple of days, I'll be planning uh, my goals for the next year. And I was on a conference call two days ago. I was sharing people, my goals, I would look back. My first goal setting was 1990. That was 37 years ago. So there's no reason why I'm successful because I planned on being it. Most of us never thought about goals. We barely get through the week to do the day. Now, let me help you with something that Mr. Otterberry said that was pretty significant. The reason why you haven't got where you want to go because you never put the time in it. Now, I'm going to give you some couple of tools today. Number one, wealthy and successful people, if you check them out, read books, or we get up early. Four o'clock in the morning. Watch this. At four. That's right. I didn't start at four. So I'm like, man, I got to get up at six. But when you get out of bed, you, you hate well, you, you hate to get out of bed because you hate when you got to go through that day. So therefore, you come out dragging. 
hit the snooze button, turn over, drag. See, you need to plan on. T- so when I get up, I look at who can I bless today? Who else can I help today? His mindset is relentless. When um, What he does do is relevant to these times. And why? Why are they relevant in my eyes? Because my first residence that I owned, my mortgage payment was $325 a month. Today, my cell phone bill is $350 a month. So when I say that my cell phone is $350 a month, the cell phone is not an asset. It could potentially be an asset, but it is not an asset unless you put it to work. My actual property that I bought back then, at least I was paying for something that at some point in the future would have some value when I decided to sell it. So why do I talk about him and why do I present him as an ACN expert is because our kids today, listen, the summer jobs of the past are gone. They're all gone. They're gone away. Where are they gone to? Well, restitution. When you see individuals out picking up trash, cleaning up the freeways or cutting grass or or clearing out areas, those are individuals that are working for the city for free. And it's not really free per se, but what they're doing is they're working to pay off the tickets that they have that they couldn't afford in the first place. So where does that leave our young individuals? It leaves them in the care of the parent. And the parent is already overextended because expenses in California just keep going over and over and over. So when I think of Al and when I think of the industry that he's in and I've watched him, we've known each other for over 30 years. All I could say is that, listen. If you can give an opportunity where a kid can get your cell phone, come talk to you and say, okay, if I can reduce your cell phone bill from $100 to $60, would you switch to my company? So the answer would be yes, because they're saving you $40. And if the kid happens to make, I'm just hypothetically speaking, $5 off that $40 savings, and he does it 100 times, that kid has an opportunity Do you hear what I'm saying? That kid has an opportunity. And listen, there's no new money out here. The only thing you can really do for the average income individual, the average household only makes about 51, 52,000. The only thing you can do is save them money on the expenses that's already going out the house. So what Al does and what he encourages individuals in the community to do throughout the United States is to let me show you how to save money. And what else, when I say let me show you, we're after the younger individuals who don't have, who didn't have the opportunity that we had. I mean, Al, how much did your first house cost you, Al? Oh my God, if I can remember, it was a duplex on East Oakland on Holly and uh, 92nd. It was $28 for a duplex. $28,000. $28,000. The average duplex today is about 425000 And we want to act like that's, those are prehistoric times that we talk about when I was paying three twenty-five. <laughs> you know, they're not. They're, they're live. But the average person coming out of college now comes out of college with more debt than our actual assets cost us coming out of college. That's true. Do you see what I'm saying? So. Let's talk a little bit about residual income. Let's talk a little bit about that income that that you've grown accustomed to, Al. Share with our listeners, what is residual income? What is passive well, income? 
residual income, which we were not privy to, if we did hear it today, we still don't understand it. So we tend to stay comfortable, and that's why we're paycheck to paycheck, still broke after 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Residual income is something you do once and get paid over and over. And how I try to explain it to people, think about your favorite music artist or band. How many times they cut the song? Think about your favorite music artist. You know, once, right? And every time that song plays anywhere in the world, that artist get paid a royalty for the rest of their life. And once they die, like Michael Jackson, it goes to his estate. His kids will never have to work. Because all the, every time a song is played, his money goes into their account every single day for the rest of their life. Think about it. It's nothing new. We were never privy to that if we told you, you wouldn't believe it. Because because we've been talking, like, you better go to school, get that good education, get that good job. You see, that's the sin. That's a sin right there. There's more to life than going paycheck to paycheck, working 10, 20, 30 years, and hoping your money's going to be in that 401k. And as you get over 40, they trade you for 220. So that's not an answer. That's what Baxter's Audubon is trying to wake you, not just the young folks up, but some of you older folks. You know what I'm talking about. You can't retire. You know, I was at Kmart, uh, Walmart the other day, and this guy was so old as a greeter, Mr. Baxter Audubon. They gave him a chair. I felt so sorry. I walked over and gave a guy a $20 bill. I was saddened by that. Right. You know, what? why? Because he did everything right. He dotted the I's, crossed the T's, did everything, wow. stayed between the lines. He did everything that mom and dad at school told him, and he's still broke. He's there because he's not there because he wants to be. He has to be. Because why? He's got to pay for his medication. And that, too, is going through the roof. Have you noticed everything's going up but your income and you're starting study, trying to figure a way out? You got to get out of the unknown. You got to get out that comfort zone. See, have you noticed the comfort you get, the broker we get? And the closer you get retired, you're trying to hold on to those nickel dimes and quarters. Look, if you're not going to invest in yourself, folks, nobody else is. Right. Let me interject something to Al, because in you and I, I try to keep our conversations limited because, you know, when we get on the phone, we can run an hour or two up real quick, just throwing <laughs> philosophies and strategies back and forth. But I want to hear make a statement because I truly believe more so in this now than ever before. And Al can tell you, and honestly speaking, network marketing has never been my desire, ever. Am I right, Al? We was at Very the same so. meeting 30 years ago. But here's the thing, growing things change and changing things grow. When I look at the economy today and I say, am I my brother's keeper? Am I my sister's keeper? Then we go scriptural and say, you know, speak up, you know, for the poor, for the needy, for the destitute. And then I come back and I look at the numbers and I say financially, based on the family, the families that I'm raised around, the families that I'm a part of, the numbers do not match. The income does not match with the outgo. So we have to come up with some type of strategy. And if there were more strategies out there, I'd be introducing them. And what I mean by more strategy, strategies that you could use that cost less than a grand. And then all you have to mix with that grand is hustle and you could end up getting residual income because how often, Al, I'm going to do a Q&A with you real quick, okay? Can you pay off PG&E? Like you can pay your car off and get a pink slip. No. Can you, you cannot, never. you can never pay your PG&E bill off. Am I right? That's so right. as long as you sign up an individual, as long as that individual is living and have a residence, they're going to pay for the PG&E, right? That's correct. Can you pay off your cable bill, your monthly cable bill? Can you write a no. check and say, okay, I'm paid in full? 
<laughs> no, you can't do you that. You only paid in full for 30 days, and then it That's comes correct. back. See, and what we call that in real estate, see, real estate, they have something that's called recurring and non-recurring closing costs. Non-recurring closing costs are like your closing cost fees, what it costs to do the transaction, process the paperwork, and pay the lender and the real estate agent. And then we have those recurring costs. And that recurring cost is your mortgage payment. And that recurring cost happens over a 30-year period. So when we're talking about what this gentleman is putting out there, we're talking about something, if you can attach yourself to it, that will pay you as long as that individual has a cell phone, a PG&E bill, as long as he has a uh, a cable bill. And what's the other one, Al? Because I'm just trying to get familiar with the process. Internet. Internet, that's what it is. So my goal is to bring value to the people, to help the people rise up financially, to help the people understand what is financial literacy, and to understand when I talk about 1440, we're talking about where's your time going. If you're not willing to sacrifice something that you've been doing within that 1440, you're gonna keep getting the same results you've been getting. So I don't care what I bring to you, what Al says to you, based on the data, if you're not willing to alter your lifestyle, to provide room, to make room for, listen, the strategies, the success thoughts, you change some of your thinking. And if nothing else, you have the opportunity to embrace a mindset that can help you. And Al, this is what I truly believe from the bottom of my heart. And you and I have had this conversation that you are the asset, the most sensitive part of a person's body on the body are your ears listeners i want you to hear this again the most sensitive part on your body are your ears what you allow into those ears will infect you internally and affect you externally so we want to try to get as many Al Thomas conversations as we can get in. We want to get in as many conversations as possible about what are you doing with your time? Your voice is powerful. You, what you have gathered in all of these years, the wisdom you have, you're like the sage. And I'm bringing the people to you and I'm saying, listen, my people suffer from a lack of knowledge. Uh -huh. You know, the 40 years of wilderness was a real time and when you understand that when you get our age you understand that 40 years is your adult life and then when you look back and you start looking into forward into retirement you start wondering was I the one in the wilderness did you hear what I'm saying Al 40 years uh -huh. in the wilderness and they said the journey was only what 11 miles that's right so the difference between success and failure Al is really what you're allowing into your ears. See, I'm going to say something, and I want you to take this to heart, listeners. If you don't change, all you're going to have in your pocket will be change. And some of us need to check up on the neck up. And it ain't got nothing to do with it. I am so blessed. I get up every morning in a grateful attitude. I could have went that route. I could have did the route. But I chose, listen up, I chose to listen to people that was living the lifestyle that I wanted to have. Why should we spend more time planning a vacation than we plan on financial matters in our life? Ain't that amazing? And some of us are stuck. We've got more degrees than the mama, and we're still stuck. And, and, and everything's going up but your, but your income. 
And I really want to thank Baxter Arterbury to, to take the time to reach out to the community to say, listen, there's a better way. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired? Got to be willing to give up to go up. I'll say that one more time because time is short. And as you get older, you're starting to look around and notice that things are going up, but your income is staying the same. Pass me the ball, Al. Just go pass me the ball. Pass me the ball. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I was um, a friend of mine, which most of you know, he's from the Del Paso Heights area, um, um, a um, an actor by trade, um, but he's fully employed or gainfully employed, living in L.A. His name is Tracy Graham. We sat down and we talked. And Tracy said, he said, Thaxter, he said, man, I was just having a conversation with myself, man. And he said, he said, there got to be another way. He said, no one works harder than me. He said, my FICO score is almost 800 and it's been that way consistently. He said, but I don't have anything. He said, man, let's find a way to make it happen. So, of course, you know, I go through my conversations with him. So here's a gainfully employed guy. And he said, boldly, he said, nobody works harder than me. So I'm telling the listener today, you can no longer work your way to success. The interest rate and the debt is overwhelming today. The cost of goods, the cost of products are so high. You have to get smarter today. Minorities have to get involved with the process. And I'm gonna end this show with a quote from my favorite uncle. I used to call him Uncle Day. And he died about 20 years ago. And he used to call me baby and he was on my aunt's couch. And he leaned over and I went to see him. You know, I kind of was avoiding him because I knew he was in late stages of cancer. But he was my dude, Al. He was my favorite guy. Sharp, gave me style, gave me charisma, helped me to understand what fashion, what what quality was, what the name brands you should buy, how important it was to have a nice watch, to have a nice belt, and to have an expensive pair of shoes. He taught me all of those things, right? Taught me the difference between wool and Venetian wool and what type of suits you're supposed to have made. And you know what he told me on his dying bed? He said, baby, he said, I worked my whole life for nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned in to Money Talks Tuesday. My name is Thaxter Artibri, and my guest today was Al Thomas, a network market millionaire, and he's continuously growing, and he's continuously sharing, and he travels throughout the world sharing a way and that's what you have to do if we've been in the wilderness for 40 years somebody has to see the promised land 